0: Welcome to Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community, about the Muse community. Muse is a nonprofit education networking group for users of the Meditech electronic health record system. Here on our podcast, we chat with healthcare IT folks about ideas, opportunities, strategies, and solutions to improve work-life experiences and share views you can use. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple, and I would like to thank you for taking time to join us today. In today's podcast, we have the pleasure of being joined by Brenda Sexton. Brenda is an Information Technology Director at Boone Health located in Columbia, Missouri. Brenda led her team through the implementation of Meditech as a Service, known as MASS, which is a newer offering from Meditech. I'm excited to hear more about the details of that implementation. Like me, Brenda started her career in healthcare as a medical technologist, and we both found our way into the interesting world of healthcare IT. Please join me in welcoming Brenda Sexton. Brenda, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit more about Boone Health and the IT team there.
1: Sure. So Boone Health is a newly formed hospital organization as of April 1st of last year. We are comprised of a 350-bed hospital here in Columbia, Missouri, right in mid-Missouri between St. Louis and Kansas City. We've also got a medical group Um, That employs uh, roughly 350 providers. And then we also have a home care and hospice organization as well. We're, as I mentioned, located in Missouri, and we service a range of about 26 counties here in Missouri, all the way from one end of the state to the other. So we have a wide range of rural facilities and communities that we service. Our IT team. Just came together as of, oh gosh, again, we were part of a larger organization and became independent. And so we have a newly formed IT team, and there's about 35 of us, is all. So we're a small team with about 20 of those supporting applications, whether they're clinical or non clinical applications, as well as Meditech. And then we have a small technical team, as well as desktop team.
0: Okay. Great. What about informatics? Is that a department outside of IT or?
1: That's in ours. I've got a small team of informatics. There's four in that group.
0: Great. I saw on your website that you're having a hundred year anniversary or you just did, I guess. So it sounds like the yes. hospital has been there quite a while, but the Boone name and organization is, is somewhat new.
1: Yeah, we did. We had a hundred year this year. The organization hundred years ago, interestingly enough, came together as a hospital during the pandemic that was happening back in that time so (laughs) so interestingly then you know we transitioned to a new organization all in the middle of this pandemic
0: Let's hope it's another hundred years before we see another one. How about that? I agree. I agree. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about how you became in IT starting as a medical technologist.
1: Yeah. So obviously started my career in the laboratory as a med tech and, you know, really thought that's probably where uh, my career would, would, would take me. And and that's where I would stay. I knew healthcare was for me from the minute I was in school But I was a med tech for roughly five years. Uh, Blood bank was my specialty. And then I did some, you know, generalist work in the evening and weekend. And then just so happened, I happened to live in Kansas City and had an opportunity to hear about opportunities at another vendor that did lab systems. And at that time, you know, they hired clinical people. Because uh, we could talk the language and and do the implementations with the with the lab folks, and so that was my jump into healthcare IT. And I would say I was hooked. I enjoyed being able to figure out how to make a system work for a department, and loved training staff and getting to know different people and just. Have continued that for gosh. I've been in healthcare IT for probably about 30 years now, and done a wide range from lab to pharmacy, physician applications. Only recently, with my move here to Boone, did I jump into the world of revenue cycle systems, and that's been certainly a different area that I've had to learn. But certainly, I've enjoyed all the years I've had as in this career.
0: Very cool. It's similar. uh journey for me. It's, it's interesting how the lab mind kind of adapts to IT pretty pretty seamlessly. I always like to do projects with lab folks because they're somewhat, usually a little bit easier because they're a little more adaptable and able to learn the new systems.
1: Yep, it's just that analytical mind, I think.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we alluded a little bit earlier to the pandemic. Give us a, just a real quick update on Boone and what's going on there with COVID. I mean, we're we're in the same state, so I kind of know what We look like from a state aspect, our numbers are trending down and things are opening back up. And we came back to normal visiting hours here at the local hospital. So what are you guys seeing there?
1: Same over the last, gosh, 30 to 45 days have really seen the numbers plummet back down to where we've started allowing more visitors, some, you know, younger aged visitors as well. And the number of employees that are out, gosh, at one point we were up as high as almost hundred employees out either via exposure or having COVID to now, gosh, you know, maybe two a week. So really going in the right direction. And I think just like you, you know, we're hopeful that this is where we stay for a while because it just provides some relief to our clinical folks are having to take care of those, those very sick patients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's we're ready for this to be over for sure. Yeah. That's good news that you're trending down and, and things are opening up. Of course, you know, that means that all the projects that have been on hold are going to start rolling your way.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's just jump right into this mass adventure you went on, you know, sure. mass as in M-A-S-S and mass as in M A A S as well. But So, talk a little bit about what your environment looked like before you jumped onto the Meditech mass train.
1: Yeah, well, interestingly enough, about our journey, as I mentioned before, we were becoming an independent organization. We had been part of a healthcare system prior. We were actually a leased organization, not an owned organization. And so, our board of trustees made the decision to not renew that lease, and made the decision to become an independent organization. So as part of that, we obviously had to spin up our own systems, recreate departments that had previously been part of our previous organization's system-level groups. And so With that came, we had to pick a new system or decide whether we were going to continue with Epic. And so we looked at three systems. We looked at Epic, Cerner, and Meditech. And really, at the end of the day, also wanted to make sure that we wouldn't be able to have, you know, DBAs, lots of DBAs, or lots of network engineers, or, you know, server engineers. And so, really looked for vendors that were hosting applications in the cloud mm-hmm. that that sure. was really the direction we wanted to head and so after a lot of work with departments and the organization in whole we decided that Meditech was really as a service was the best offering for us to get us moved as quickly as possible we also had about a year to get transitioned by the time we signed the contract to the time that we needed to be transitioned away from our previous organization. So that's how we landed with Meditech as a service. It was quite a journey. I will say that a lot of our IT staff was not hired yet. Most of us weren't hired till, gosh, I was hired in September before we went live last April. So I had only come on about six months ahead of when we were supposed to go live. Well, wow. yeah, most of my team also wasn't hired until October, November-ish. So there really wasn't an IT staff to build this. And so we also, because of that, there was also reasons why we wouldn't hire early, just because of you know not having the operating budget yet. So we solicited the help of a consulting company that came in and really worked with our departments and Meditech to ensure that we had the build ready, tested, did most of our training, really got us ready for go live. The other part that was a bit of a challenge with our implementation as well is we we were spinning up some departments that we didn't even have. So we didn't even have local experts yet, (laughs) you know, so supply chain, for example, we did not have any supply chain department yet because that was previously all done for us at the system level. And so, you know, making decisions when you don't yet have a department is a challenge. So we had to make some decisions based on maybe how it had been done previously right or wrong but that was some of those decisions that you didn't have much of a choice and then the other challenge we had was obviously a lot of this was happening right in the middle of covid but also we were challenged in that we had to be careful about how much time we were utilizing from our department folks because they were still being paid by our previous employer and so they wanted to ensure they were staying focused on operations and not necessarily getting pulled into new implementation work. So a lot of challenges went into ours. So I always like to say we were a Meditech implementation with a lot of other stuff happening all at the same time. Interestingly enough, while we were doing that, we were replacing another roughly 140 systems. We had to replace an HR system, a PAX. Most of us in this in IT don't really like to replace packed systems if we don't have to.
0: No, for sure.
1: And so that was all happening at the same time. So a lot of change, all while we were trying to get implemented and ready to go by April 1st.
0: Wow. Yeah, that sounds like quite a challenge. I had no idea that all those other things were going on behind the scenes. Mass yeah. in itself is probably enough, but...
1: Yeah, wow. exactly.
0: So did you, just out of curiosity, did you look at having on-site Meditech and just having the servers off-site with one of the cloud vendors?
1: We did, but you know, at the end of the day, we just found that it was going to be more cost-effective and for what where we wanted to go long-term that Meditech as a service was the right direction for us. I would say we're a bit of a hybrid when it comes to Meditech as a service because most of Meditech as a service is you take their content and pretty much go with it and you also don't have builders. We're a little different. The size of our organization really lent itself to we tried to stay as close to standard content as we could for the implementation but since then, we have gotten our team, our IT team is trained in more than just the dictionaries that they would normally allow a mass customer to change. And so I would say we probably do 90% or better of our own dictionary build. And we have have really diverted, I wouldn't say significantly, but we have diverted from, from standard content.
0: Well, that's interesting. So it sounds like you get the benefit of Meditech being flexible and and you know being able to customize but you also get the benefit of having it supported by a third party vendor which is nice.
1: It is and it's nice. I lost a resource about 4 months ago for RevCycle, but the beauty of being a mass customer is I knew I had Meditech there that could help me. So so we never lost a beat in that they would be able to continue to carry us until we could get someone else trained for RevCycle.
0: Very cool. So you mentioned didn't have any staff when you kind of got started. How in the world did you pull off hiring staff in that short of a time frame? It's such a struggle to find staff in general, and especially during COVID times. So did you beat the bushes or go to steal from other people? Or how did you pull that off?
1: (laughs) You know, I don't know if it was just luck of the draw. When we were hiring during that time period, we just had a lot of great resources. Some were you know, I got lucky in that there were a couple of folks that were with our previous organization that lived here in Columbia, and they had previously worked for Boone. And so when it came back open that they could be working for Boone again, they jumped back at the opportunity to come back and, and work for Boone. So that was some You know, I lucked out and we had another Meditech customer not far from us that was changing vendors. And so they had some Meditech resources that were looking to stay with a Meditech customer instead of trying to learn a new application. So I picked up a few that way. And then some just luck of the draw. I got a couple whose husbands happened to move to the area and they were looking for jobs. And so I was lucky in that time period, I got a great team. We actually, you know, there were a few nurses internally that wanted to make a move into the IT arena. And so lucky for our organization believes in trying to keep people and let them try new opportunities. So I got some great nurses that way, but lucked out because I can say that in the last six months, it has not been that lucky We've had a couple openings that just took a long time to get filled recently just because of everything else that everyone else is experiencing with trying to get staff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, the timing seemed like it worked out well for you. So congratulations on that. (laughs) Luck or otherwise, at least you got them and got everything going. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about, I'm assuming in a mass implementation, the Meditech is the only thing that's cloud hosted. I mean, Meditech's not supporting your Outlook or your Exchange or or your Office products or that sort of thing, are they?
1: No, they are not. That is all serviced. We utilize a local company here that helps us with a lot of our technology. So they they help us with networking services as well as servers. We have a couple of team members here that do do the work, but then we have another company that helps supplement us in those areas, and they also. Help support our outlook and our office, and you know whether there are applications we might have that we might need them for.
0: Okay, interesting. So when it comes to patching or downtimes or priority pack updates, what does that look like in a Meditech hosted environment?
1: Yeah, so essentially, you know your weekends that you're going to get those patches. They take care of all the patching. We just know that there are, our downtime is always the second Saturday of every month. And we just know that that's going to be our weekend for server patches. The other thing we did to try to, you know, also coordinate for any other applications so we could try to decrease downtimes for um, our clinical or any of our departments was we also make sure that any application that's tied to Meditech in some way, you know, packs are Integration Engine, some of our other third parties that we do the same Windows patching that same weekend. So essentially, we have a three-hour downtime, you know, one weekend a month on a Saturday. And that's when we do a lot of our our server patching, Meditech as well as, as the others. But Meditech takes care of all of the server patching for us on their side.
0: Great. That's got to be a load off your team and, and your mind as well. It is. Yeah. And that's smart to line up your other applications along with it. Nobody likes more than one downtime a month, I'm sure. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about being a mass customer is they'll, they're watching for CPU utilization. They're watching memory. They're watching our background jobs. They're watching midnight processing. So all of those things that those of us who are used to locally house servers and applications, we might've had people or you know, people watching that stuff in the middle of the night, or you might be getting alerts. The nice thing is Meditech is really handling all of those monitoring activities for us.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's that's a really nice feature. Have you gone through a priority pack update yet?
1: We have. We did a couple of those in 21. I would say our first one was a little rocky, mostly because there was more changes than I think, Meditech maybe thought there was for our providers primarily. And so we rocked their world about three months after we just had transitioned to Meditech. So that one was a little bumpy. Uh, We learned our lessons um, and our team does a better job of, you know, going through the release notes now with Meditech, ensuring we know what's coming. Now, Meditech was a mass customer. They'll do all the testing. We still like to do some of our own. And part of that is just ensuring that we're communicating correctly with all our third party apps, that our workflows are still working as expected. So I would say it's a joint effort as far as testing goes. And then we're responsible for ensuring that we communicate out any changes or if we feel like we have to do training. We're in the process now of working on upgrading to 2.2. So we will be the first mass customer. I don't know if we're a glutton for punishment or what, you know, <laughs> a year later. I don't know if we just didn't think we had anything to do, but we are now just finished getting our 2-2 environment up and are slowly working through the testing and changes
0: related to going to 2-2. Very good. That's exciting. So on yeah. the priority packs too, I know they encourage non-hosted customers or regular customers to try to get at least you know once a quarter, they kind of recommend. Is that is that something they recommend for mass customers as well, or is it less frequent or more frequent?
1: No, they would like you to do every quarter, and we were pretty good about that. We got a little off in our second one. We should have taken it in October, and we ended up taking it in November, and that was really us rescheduling it around some other things that were happening in the organization. But yeah, they do encourage quarterly. And I think, you know, ha- we're, if we were not doing 2-2 right now, um, we would re- easily be able to keep up with those quarterly priority packs.
0: Okay. Let's talk a little bit about your legacy data. And that may be a kind of a vague question when it comes to your organizational transition, but I'm assuming you still had some sort of legacy data, or the, some data that your providers would need at least. How did you handle that when you moved to a Mass?
1: So we did do some data conversions into Mass from our previous system. Before go live, we obviously we did the MPI, so we did a full MPI conversion, and we did that about three weeks before go live. Before we were going to start our scheduling backload. We also then did a conversion of things like allergies, home meds, uh, problems, um, those things to get those into the system. We are still working on getting other data converted, like our blood bank data, our pathology data, abstracting data. We're also working on getting documents, so we are going to put three years of you know, old radiology reports, cardiology, basically those notes that the physicians would care about, we're going to get those in into Meditech as well. Then what we did with all of the other data that we're required to keep from a regulatory perspective, we have an archive system that we loaded 10 years of previous all-patient record. Um, as well as billing data and some other systems that we had some data in that we needed to get
0: converted as well. Okay, interesting. Were your ambulatory providers using Epic before you moved over? They were.
1: Okay. Yeah, we were using Epic in ambulatory home care and on the acute side.
0: Okay, interesting. Did you move to uh, Meditech home care as well? Yep, we did. Okay. I didn't even realize that was available through Mass.
1: Yeah, it's interesting though, it sits as its own ring. And we hope at some point that becomes more integrated than it is right now with Expanse. And I think they'll get there.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's it's kind of its own thing, but it's similar yep. enough and it talks enough to, to be worth the move for sure. Absolutely. So as a mass customer, what does it look like for third-party vendors that are required by a Meditech such as Doctors First or IMO or something like that? Is that cloud hosted as well? And talk to us a little bit about that process.
1: Obviously all of those are integrated with mass. And so you're, purchasing those via Meditech. But yeah, those that could help, you know, be cloud hosted were. I think there's only one application out of all of them that we use that we have a small server that sits here in our data center. But for the most part, Meditech either has them in their data center or they're all cloud based. And so the nice thing is Meditech manages the relationship with those vendors We can reach out to them directly, and we have in some cases. Dr. First is a perfect example. You know, there's some other pieces of their products that we'd like to take advantage of. And so Meditech said, sure, you can contract with them for what you want outside of the stuff that we need for Meditech. But it's kind of nice in that you just contact Meditech, and they deal with if you got an issue with access e-forms or some other vendor issue.
0: Okay. Interesting. Well, that takes some of the stress off of managing all those different vendors then. I'm sure. Yeah, it does. (laughs) That's good. And then one last question about the mass is as it relates to quality reporting and, and regulatory reporting, is that something that comes from Meditech kind of out of the box or is that something you work with them to develop or tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So they have a product called Quality Vantage, which when we went into this, that maybe wasn't as fully developed, and so we thought we were going to have to use a different product to do our quality reporting, but as we started through that implementation and really started working with the quality group at Meditech, we built all those measures right into quality vantage. Our quality group did all the validation, and we actually did all of our reporting this year or for 2021 through Quality Vantage, which was nice because we, again, thought we were going to have to send data from Meditech to another system and ended up not being that way. So we've been very pleased with the quality group at Meditech and how engaged they were with us to make sure our build was right, to capture the measures correctly, and then ensuring that we had Quality Vantage all set up correctly correctly to make sure that we knew what we were validating and that we were validating the accurate data.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. When you talk to other facilities that have standalone Meditech, that's one of the biggest struggles is because everyone customizes their system so much, which is a benefit of Meditech. But -hmm. then if you get away from those best practices and maybe get lax on your mapping and that sort of stuff, quality submission becomes a nightmare. So it sounds like that's a really good benefit to the mass customers.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So as as being a mass customer and, and kind of a unique scenario out there, what benefit can you see that Muse could offer a mass customer? I mean, is there still value in going to the conferences and seeing what others are doing or is it kind of limit your ability because you are kind of tied into the mass world?
1: No, you know, I think it's a benefit. So uh, myself and Ken Woodward, who is our CIO, we actually went to the Inst- the Executive Institute in January. And learned a lot, even from an expanse. You know, if you think about it, we're just a mass, but expanse is expanse. So it was nice to be able to talk to customers that were using expanse and just finding out how were they using something or had they turned something on. So that was positive. And then, yeah, we are we're planning to head to Dallas Um, myself and I'm taking my operations manager as well. So we're going to go to Dallas and spend 3 days and and have an opportunity to to learn from others and and as you know, gosh, the organization if nothing else, it's about networking and Absolutely. getting no other customers and getting contacts,
0: which is just great. Yeah, for sure and it's back in person this year, which will be wonderful. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Brent, as we wrap up, I always like to end the podcast just asking about something personal or professional that you're enjoying right now, whether it be a podcast, a book, a YouTube channel, anything that you're enjoying right now that you'd like to share?
1: Well, we're headed into my favorite time of year, which is spring and summer, because I am a gravel bike rider. I don't call myself a racer, even though I go to some events that people do call races, um, but I love to be out on my bike. And so, Actually, have a ride this weekend in Stillwater, Oklahoma, that I'm looking forward to and hoping it's not going to be, you know, 20 degrees. But um, <laughs> so, you know, if it if it can be done outside, that's that's my favorite place to be. And you know, hiking or kayaking, and uh, like I said, we're headed into my favorite time of year.
0: Awesome. Well, that's that's great. You can pedal away all the stress <laughs> from all this IT stuff, that's
1: right? Right. That's <laughs> exactly right.
0: Well, very good. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. And we'll put a link to your Executive Institute presentation in the show notes as well, in case anybody wants to see some slides or hear a little bit more about your mass implementation. And we wish you the best of luck, and we'll speak to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org for information about Muse.